Hi, and welcome to Tea Talks with Chelsea. I am your host, Chelsea Johnston, and I'm so excited you came to join us. This is a safe place where you'll get to hear powerful women from all over sharing about how they make God the center of all relationships. So grab your favorite tea or coffee and let's talk. (laughs) Hi! Hi there. (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is my friend, Zina Ukil, uh, that I was ecstatic that she is joining us today, who who is living this life here with God leading her. And I'm just, I'm excited. And I want everyone to know who you are and where you've come from. Uh, the who, what, where, all those questions. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> all, all about you. Let's <laughs> just, just jump into it. So. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I was actually born in Algeria. Uh, and my mother is Russian. And my father is Algerian. And when I was eight years old, we moved to Canada. We moved to Calgary, Alberta. Um, and I grew up in a home that was culturally Muslim. So we, you know, my mother didn't wear the hijab, neither did I. Um, We did have a Quran at home. My mom and my father did Ramadan. Like we didn't eat pork, but um, it wasn't like a strict Muslim household, but it was culturally Muslim because we were from North Africa. Um, And um, I, I'll jump straight into it. So I, my home life was not the best. Um, I, my father would beat me and my sisters and it was quite a violent environment. Um, And so, you know, when we came to Canada, I was adjusting to life in Canada. I was adjusting to um, fitting in with the other kids and, um, and then coming home and um, yeah, like I just started noticing that other kids had a very different home life uh, than what I had. And um, I started rebelling more and more and talking back and being like, I'm going to call the police. This is not okay." Standing up for myself. Um, And as I started getting older, the violence got worse and worse. Um, But there were always these moments where whenever we finished a fight, I would hide in a closet in my room. And there were moments where I was just at my lowest. Um, I was, yeah, uh, I had just been beaten and I was exhausted physically, emotionally, mentally. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this feeling, this, this voice inside of me would tell me, um, in 10 years, you're going to be somewhere else. You're, it spoke straight into my identity. Like you're loved. You are... Uh, there's a plan for you, there's more for you. And it felt like this light inside of me physically. Um, And I didn't know what it was at the time. Now I know it was Holy Spirit. (laughs) But at at the time, I had no idea. Um, But it gave me hope. Uh, It kept me going, you know. Um, um, I was 13. And the violence in my home with my father had reached an all time high. Uh, it just got really bad and um, my mom would never typically intervene in the fights but this time she did Um, and she pushed my father off and I I was completely in survival mode I ran to the phone I dialed 911 but um, as soon as I realized what I had done I was holding the phone I had just dialed it 
and it was ringing as soon as and it, the, the call did go through but as soon as I realized what I had done I was completely like torn when you grew up in an environment like this you're a little bit like brainwashed like how dare I do this this is my father but another part of me that had a strong sense of justice was like this is not okay I want to survive I'm done but I got overwhelmed and I hung up the phone um the call went through so the police came anyways um and uh nothing I think happened uh they were like oh she was playing with the phone blah, 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 and I didn't say anything I was petrified You're terrified was yeah scared. <laughs> uh but that night something awoke in my mother and she ended up getting a restraining order against my father yeah. and um then that snowballed into them getting a divorce uh and then that was the last time I actually saw my father wow. <laughs> I haven't seen him since I was 13 <laughs> pray for me and for him <laughs> but um, <laughs> um wow. so life went on uh and I went into high school um and I met a girl in grade 10 and she was Christian and we got along so well um she would invite me over and I noticed there was something different about her family life about the way that um her parents treated her and her siblings and the way that her and her siblings respected and loved and felt safe around her parents right. and the way that her parents treated me as well there was um something that I'd never seen before in yeah. um, the context of a family mm. um and I remember she started trying to invite me to go to church and <laughs> I was like uh-uh no 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 I like you <laughs> but your brainwashed Christianity like mm, <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> But she was quite persistent. <laughs> and sometimes uh, we are. <laughs> well, here I am today. Exactly. <laughs> God uses everything. <laughs> and uh, I said, fine. You know, I, I finally gave in. I said, I'll come once, but then please just stop. <laughs> and uh, we went to church and I was super. I was super close and I was like looking at everyone suspiciously like mm, don't talk to me <laughs> um, and worship started um, and in that moment that same feeling that I felt in the closet mm -hmm. when I was at my lowest uh, when I felt completely alone completely broken that feeling that would suddenly come this sunshine this light inside of me this voice that you're loved there's a plan for you you're not going to be here in 10 years happened when worship started playing and I was completely stunned and in awe and I was like I recognize this feeling I know this feeling wow. um and it it awoke something in me it opened up something in me you know, you could have argued with me to the moon and back about why Christianity is truth, you know, why it's, you know, the way of life. But I would have never, um, you could have never convinced me if it wasn't for that encounter um, that maybe for someone else would be really a small thing. But for me, it meant the world to me. Yeah, I felt seen that that whatever that was saw me and knew me, you know and found me 
you know, in that closet when I was alone. <laughs> um, and so at the end of the service, I was curious and I asked, you know, all right, could you tell me more about Jesus? <laughs> and she was also stunned. <laughs> um, and uh, so her and her mom started talking to me more and more about Christ um, and what it meant to be a Christian, what he did for us. Um, and I remember the first time I opened the Bible and started reading the New Testament, it was like it pulled me in. It was like mm -hmm. Jesus himself was talking to me. It was the trippiest experience. Um, but it was so real. It was so real. Um, and um, it was beyond what my logical brain could like piece together and understand, but it was yeah. just so real. Um, and I, I just eventually knew this is you know, this is real. God is real. He loves me. Jesus is real. Jesus is the son of God. He loves me and he knows me and he died for my sins so I could be reunited to the father. You know, he turned my sins um, as white as snow. You know, um, he wants to know me. He's interested in who I am. Um, it was a really powerful thing for me. Um, and, um, so Ooh, girl, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it's just so beautiful because you are probably touching a lot of people's hearts right now, because this is probably touching home for a lot of people. There was a comment before that I think it was Dawn Eve. She actually said that she used to hide in her closet too and have God time in there too. Mm. It was a cause I used to hide in my closet with the Lord too. Mm. Yeah, he he knows us so intimately and he wants to talk to us. Uh, he wants to get to know us and he's not this big like he is big and powerful and incredible but he's not unattainable even though he is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end he wants to be attainable he wants to be known by us you know he's running after us he really is he really really is um so. And he wants us to discover those mysteries you know there was a reason why he spoke in parables so that we could dive deeper in with him and to discover mm -hmm. more and it's like oh what is this it's like a little trail mix right in front of us and you know do we accept <laughs> the challenge <laughs> of following that trail mix or not you know like absolutely oh my absolutely gosh, so powerful um absolutely and um so then um <laughs> the story continues <laughs> the story more. continues <laughs> I I gave my life to Christ and uh, Alana and her mother mentored me, uh, discipled me. Uh, he knows the numbers of your hairs, absolutely. Um, and um, me and my mother, my mother had um, a new boyfriend at the time and she was uh, gone very often. So it was a point of tension, a point of friction for us because I was home a lot taking care of my sister my sisters my two younger sisters <laughs> and uh one day she came home 
Uh, and I was a teenager as well, so I was quite um, fiery. <laughs> I don't think I had the discernment that I have today. Is, and I'm is there ever? Today. I mean, is there ever a teenager that's not really fiery sometimes? <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and uh, she came home and I was really upset at her. Um, and uh, we had a fight. I was like, my sis, like, where are you? You're always gone. Na, 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 na. And... Uh, the fight accumulated to a point where I told her, well, you know what? I'm a Christian now. <laughs> and that was just like, oh. And she said to me, if you think the grass is greener on the other side, you will pick up your stuff and leave. And so I did just that. I put everything that I could in two black plastic bags and one green, small green suitcase. And I went to um, the back alley of our home and I was kind of there just waiting, thinking about what was going to be my next move. And I had this whole little master plan where I was going to go to Bonas Park, which is a park close to the neighborhood we were living in. We were living in Bonas, but it was close to our home in Bonas. And uh, I was going to hide my things in a bush and climb a pine tree and sleep in the pine tree so I could be safe. And I was just thinking about this plan. like hmm. You're a teenager. Let's let everyone know but she's remember. a teenager. <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, my friend from high school uh, called the house phone. My little sister came out, and it was a cordless house phone, and brought it out to me. And she said, it's your friend. Um, and so I picked it up, and he's like, hey, I want to hang out. My parents are at the mall, blah, blah, blah. We could go. And I told him, no. And I told him what had just happened. And he said, that's horrible. I'm going to tell my mom and my dad and they're going to come pick you up and you can stay in our bonus room. I'm so sorry. So every step of the way, God had a plan. Right. You know, God promised me that he would take care of me. And I'm like a child in the palm of his hand. He'll always hold me. He'll never drop me. You know, I'm perfectly and completely safe. Um, and so they came, they picked me up, uh, and I, yeah, ended up staying in their bonus room, uh, for two years wow. and, uh, yeah, they painted, uh, one of their rooms pink for me. And, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <My> color. <laughs> I know. <laughs> coincidence. I think not. <laughs> That's and, why we get along so well. <laughs> pink. <laughs> And uh, there wow. was a guidance counselor in, in high school who heard about my story because she was friends with um, the girl who introduced me to Christ's mother. So yeah. Alana and Karen's moms. I think they'd be okay with me mentioning their names. And uh, she, be even though I wasn't supposed to be one of her students um, because I fell under a different last name, um, she became my guidance counselor and she would secretly pray for me when we had our meetings and <laughs> she was able to find me a bursary it was called the burns foundation bursary that allowed me to have some money uh, it was for kids who were going through tough situations going through high school um, to help them finish high school and so oh i had a little, little money to be able to pay rent and contribute yeah. where i was living and get through uh, high school and um, I remember I applied to university in Montreal 
I went to University of Montreal. When she heard that I was accepted, she was just like her and, and another teacher just jumped up and they were like <laughs> celebrating, like yay! <laughs> it was a very very sweet moment. Um, and then yeah, then I I came wow. to Montreal. My relationship with my mother has gotten much much better um, as I've worked through forgiveness. Um, I've seen her transform and change um, wow. without, you know, um, demanding justice from my side. So. Um, and yeah. how long was it between the time that you saw, like you left the house, you said you lived at this, at your friend's house for two years. How long has it been since you haven't spoken to your mom? So it's interesting because I started living on my own when I was 16. So uh, I was kicked out when I was yeah. 16. Um, and she did call me to try and get me to come back, but I was stubborn and a teenager, but I was also very hurt and, uh, <laughs> and I wanted freedom and I, yeah. Um, yeah. so we would still talk. We were not on the best terms. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when I was accepted to university, uh, when I was 18 and I came to Montreal, a way of apologizing was helping me pay for my tuition. Um, and as the years went on, our communication got better um, and our relationship got better. So it's, yeah. It's God's transformation. Just like you were saying, I love this. I'm going to put this up, Carla. I am so blessed I came in here because God knows I needed this right now. We never know mm -hmm. what our own testimony will do to someone else's walk. And that's what it's all about. It's sharing our testimony so, and the gospel so that someone else can be freed and healed and know that there's hope. So, oh my gosh, Zena, like from this little girl who was being hurt, unfortunately, and hiding in the closet, not even knowing who God was, or yeah. Holy Spirit, but experiencing the same kind of feeling you did later on in life at a church. And you're like, I know this feeling. I felt this. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, life goes on and then you get accepted in college and, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> rescued. That's like, you were rescued. You've been redeemed. Oh my gosh. Now your life is being restored because of yes. forgiveness and you're, and you're talking with your mom now. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's wild because I think about a year ago, I had this moment where I was sitting down with God and I just realized, wow, that voice in the closet that told me, you know, in 10 years, you're going to be somewhere else. There's a plan. There's a purpose for your life. Yeah. I'm there now and there's yeah. still more, but I'm there now. And I was just in awe of the journey and how much time has passed since that moment, but how faithful God is and how, when he promises you something, he will keep his word. You Come know, on. he, he's justice, he's truth and he's love. Uh, and Come his, on. his word and his promises do not return void. That's, you know, it's a fact. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. And we see it in your life. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but I know Zena. Like, I see her <laughs> on, you know, on a regular basis. And yeah. so I know that God has transformed her. 
And what we're all kind of sort of waiting for <laughs> is this love story, this redemptive <laughs> love story. <laughs> oh, that yes. We want to give hope to people who have may not found their one true love. You know, how did this go? How did this happen? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So, <laughs> um, so it's um so it's interesting because I think, yeah, so I was um I was dating a Christian man before my husband. Uh and uh it's important for context. It's important yeah. to mention. Um, Absolutely. He was an amazing guy. He had such a good heart, but he just wasn't my person and from the very beginning I heard God's voice tell me this is just a friend this is not your husband you know it was just so clear you know when you know you know and a lot of us when we start in a relationship we can get distracted by the infatuation or maybe the other person is pursuing you or maybe you've never been treated with that level of respect before but that and they're Christian you know but that doesn't mean that they're your person, especially if God doesn't give you peace and you yeah. hear God clearly say, this is not your person. Um, he pursued- I, I feel like someone needs to hear that tonight. Mm-hmm. That if this is not, if you're hearing clearly that this is not your person and that you're not feeling peace anymore, there may be something that you would have to do to move on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um so he he pursued me uh mm. and he was also a very kind and nice person and i had never been you know uh in a serious relationship before right. and he was a christian man and you know like he kind of checked all the boxes um but i was never there was never there was something in me that just knew this is not my person but again coming from the background that I came from, which was, well, you know, an absent father, uh, violence at home. Um, I didn't know what it was like to be treated well by a guy. So I thought, oh, well, this is nice. Like, I like it. And whatever, God. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and I chose to ignore God. And we dated for two or three years. But when it's not your person, um, yeah, things don't work out in many ways. Yeah. Uh, we were not compatible in many ways. Um, and um, we eventually broke it off. And I was like, oh, you were right. You were right, right, God. Maybe I should have <laughs> listened to you before. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> and uh, uh yeah and there's no hard feelings like there's a lot of respect still with this person but it just was not my person yeah um and time went on and um i started reading um where is it yes sonship of the father heart of god Uh, Mm. i think by james jordan i believe that's the name of the author i could be wrong okay if anyone else knows the author you could write it down in the comments (laughs) all right what's the what's the sonship yes sonship the journey into the father's heart yeah and um it was really transformative because it 
spoke about being what does it mean to be a son and a daughter and it modeled that in the book so well it described it so well it's such a good book and every time I read a page I feel like it was transforming me even like yeah it was very deep It, it was deeper than what my mind was able to conceive and understand it really felt like I was being transformed spiritually and I was just in a place uh, where I was burned from that relationship where mm. you know I was uh I was like oh men <laughs> I was a little bit I was like oh, I don't need men I've got God <laughs> but but in a way it led me to find true satisfaction in God and not to be kind of obsessed with the idea of I want a husband, I want a boyfriend. I yeah, it really helped me to focus my adoration on God and find peace with God. You know, I could be doing something by myself and I would feel God's presence and I'd be completely full and I would feel completely wow. complete. Um, and I had finally understood what it meant to enjoy singleness. I would take myself on adventures in my car on the weekend to farm or um, mostly farms. I like farms. <laughs> alpacas, especially. <laughs> the alpacas. <laughs> you know me. And uh, and I just had this, this joy and this peace and I didn't feel lonely, which was really awesome. Um, and so I wasn't looking for a relationship um and actually another catalyst to me feeling peace in my season of singleness was we had a friend and uh at the time (laughs) this friend is a little clumsy but god uses everything he really really does and uh this friend said to me i was with my roommate and then so the friend me my roommate we were all (laughs) hanging out and this friend just says this, makes this comment like, hmm, I feel like your friend, like he tells my roommate that he thinks that she's probably going to get married very soon. And then he looks at me and he's like, I feel like it's probably going to be a while since you get like, it's just going to take a while for you to find your husband and uh you're going to be single for a few more years because you need to mature. And it was kind of a joke, but it was kind of serious. <laughs> Why says that? Don't say that. <laughs> if there's any men watching, like, no. Take <laughs> Don't notes. Say that. Say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> but you know what? God uses everything. Because yeah. in that moment, I was in that season where I was reading Sonship. I was learning what it meant to be a daughter. I was learning what it meant to find peace in God's presence in the present, in God's presence. And uh, I told myself, well, if it's going to be a couple more years, I might as well enjoy my life. Oh, come on. Yeah, I might as well just like do the things that I like doing, like going to farms, going to grocery stores, another thing I like, like reading things I like, just spending time like reading the word, spending time in intimacy with the Lord. I know like it's the best place to be. It's the best feeling. Nothing feels as good as God's presence. Come you on. Know? And so many things can distract us from that. Yeah. Our desires for material things or for things that are good, but are not either for you or for now can be a distraction from 
God's presence for your now. Wow. And I just, I was soaking it in and I was happy and I was learning what it meant to be a daughter. And I still am. That journey is a lifelong journey. But one day I was in the kitchen. <laughs> Finally, the love story. <laughs> I was, We're getting there, folks. We're getting there. The plane is landing. That's what my husband says. The plane is the landing. The plane is landing. <laughs> and I was in the kitchen of my work. So I work in VFX. I work in movies. Um, it is post-production. So we work on the CGI uh, for movies. So, for example, like we work on movies like Sonic or Fast and Furious 10, like big Hollywood movies, but we work on the post-productions. We don't work with the art actors. We work on the behind the scenes, the storms, the creating cities, all that stuff. And I was in production. And uh, in the mornings- hey, wait, make just by the way, you're so yeah. cool. <laughs> cool I mean you said that like this is what we do <laughs> and you're my friend oh you're sweet I promise you it's not as glamorous as it sounds <laughs> oh but um I was in the kitchen because in the mornings they have runners they call them runners and they make breakfast and uh they, they lay out breakfast foods that you can have so in the morning I would go and I would either make oatmeal or Nutella toast. And there was this guy who was tall, blonde, handsome. Did tall, I... blonde, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> that was staring at me. And I started noticing every time I'm in the kitchen, he's there. He's like, this guy is looking at me, but I'm not interested. I'm in a happy place right now. And I don't, I'm not looking for anything. Yeah. And, and he's probably not a Christian because I'm meeting him at work. And um one day he I was making a Nutella toast and he came up to me and he um he's like hey what bread loaf did you take that toast from I was like what <laughs> and he's like this one is rotten I hope you didn't take it from that loaf it's just like an icebreaker <laughs> I guess <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh, no, I took it from that one. He's like, oh, okay, that's good. And I was like, uh-huh. And then I just took my toast and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do, eh, when we're, like, super nervous. Or <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, great. <laughs> and uh, But from that moment on, we started calling each other bread girl and bread boy. And it was, like, a cute little thing. And after about a week, or two he approached me it was a friday and he approached me and he said hey um you know i want to get to know you more uh i'm actually you know i work for the environment department so what department he worked in and uh i'm having a, i'm actually leaving to go to vancouver in in 10 days uh, and i'm having a goodbye party this saturday uh, if you wanted to come uh and i was like okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> and mind you I don't know this person this is the first time we're speaking um and he's like can I add you on Facebook I said okay and I um all the risks <laughs> yeah and I'm watching good. myself say yes and I'm like what am I doing <laughs> and he um added me on Facebook and immediately started messaging me like, hey, blah, 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 blah. 
and I'm writing back and then I got home and it's Friday night and then he writes me do you have any plans and I didn't I was home my plan was to watch a show and eat food <laughs> I'm, I'm single I do single things like. yeah me and Jesus are having a movie night <laughs> And, and uh, I was absolutely terrified and my like a part of my brain was like absolutely not the logical part was saying no you don't know him he's a guy like what are you doing and, but then there was another part of me that was very strongly saying take a risk just do it it's gonna be okay yeah and I said yes I said I'm not doing anything tonight <laughs> I was like what am I doing it's not Christian probably not Christian like what Friday night alone with a man oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> this is not like textbook Christian thing to do this does not look <laughs> good <laughs> and uh so we actually picked uh, a bar downtown and I was just like this is not Christian this is a bar no 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 <laughs> oh no oh what am I doing and it was Sir Winston Churchill pub and we sat down um and we just started talking and it was it was amazing <laughs> wait we... <laughs> <laughs> give <him> a chance <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what Andrew it's very true because it is really hard because all us girls got our high guard on and everything and so so I get it I get it I get it <laughs> but he's totally right yeah. absolutely in yeah absolutely absolutely so no. Um, we started talking, and we will. Was, this this show will end eventually. Yeah, guys, <laughs> landing the plane. <laughs> I'm still landing the plane. And we started talking, and we had so many things in common. It was absolutely insane. Um, and there was a moment where he just looked at me, and he started getting emotional, and he said, "I can't believe I met you ten days." Um, before I meant to leave Montreal to go to Vancouver. This is insane. And um, we had so many things in common, from random things to bigger things, like our favorite chip flavor, which is dill pickle, <laughs> our favorite movies. Like, it was really... But it, but it was more than that. There yeah. was a peace that I felt through the um. whole conversation. I had never felt this piece before with anyone else there was something distinctively different and I remember when um talking to Karen my mentor the one who discipled me and I would ask her how did you know that your husband was your husband how do you know it's the one and she would always say you'll know you will know and I always thought that was just rubbish. I'm like, okay, this is generic advice number 3000. But it's so true. Right. It is so true. There's such a deep peace. And we hung out every day. And he was such a gentleman. He pursued me. He was like, I'd like to invite you to the movies. I, you know, and um, from the start, I told him, so look, I'm a Christian. Um, I am saving myself a marriage. Um, I know this is different <laughs> and uh, <Damn. laughs> 
and he was shocked <laughs> for sure he was absolutely shocked because in fact yeah he wasn't a christian at the time and um he was also from sweden and he had come to canada five years ago um and in sweden there's i don't think there's many christians i think there are a few catholic churches but it's mostly um uh, it's not religious. It's not a religious uh, country. Uh, and he wasn't a Christian, so um, it was quite shocking <laughs> for him to hear. Uh, and um, he left for uh, Vancouver and um, he called me every single day without fault, even the days that I didn't want to talk to him because I was tired from work. He wanted to talk and see how I was doing and wow. he pursued me and was intentional even from a long distance uh, and um, Christmas came around and he said hey like I know you're going back to Calgary for Christmas because that's where my family is from um, but um, I could come and I could meet your family and this was like two months <laughs> from the moment that I met him <laughs> we had only been with each other in person for 10 days. <laughs> he was making moves. <laughs> and uh, I had never brought anyone home to meet my mother ever. We don't talk about boys. We don't talk about anything. Um, <laughs> so this was really crazy. So when I told my mom about him, she was completely open. And she said, yeah, okay, yeah, I'd be happy to meet him, which was shocking. So when it's the right person god yeah. will open crazy doors for you and so for me my mother was a crazy door um yeah um, i also had um spiritual grandparents they're elders in a church in calgary that i really respect and i really value their opinion um and um he met them when he came and they loved him uh, he met my mom. My mom loved him. Just everything just fell into place. Like wow. all of the important people in my life accepted him. And he still wasn't a Christian at this point. That's right. Um, and I was still holding on to, no, I'm a Christian. These are my values. This is how I live my life. And if you want to be with me, this is how it's, this is how it needs to be. <laughs> and I had had that season of being of learning what it meant to be a daughter so i was i felt secure in god uh, enough to not feel like i needed to bend any which way um regardless and so um yeah and um so he started looking for work to come back to montreal he found a job and came back and um, God specifically told me, do not convert him. Don't preach at him. And I was like, but God, like, I feel this peace, but he's not a Christian. And I want to marry a godly Christian man. Um, and I had some friends who gave me books about Christian dating and some friends who, you know, they wanted the best for me. Gave yeah. me advice about, oh, you know, I've dated non-Christians before, been there, done that, mm, you know, like you're gonna get burned. Um, but I just really felt in my spirit, this peace, yeah. this strong peace, like a pillar. It was a, a, a pillar, a real pillar inside yeah. of me. Um, and I couldn't deny it. And I had never experienced that kind of peace with any other person. Um, yeah, yeah. 
before. So I just stuck to my guns and, but I prayed. So even though God told me don't convert him, I prayed. I said, Lord, I just pray that, you know, you would turn his heart to you, that you would draw him in that. I just prayed. I prayed. I prayed like a mad woman. I prayed, but I never outrightly told him you should follow Jesus. If you want to be with me, that's not what I felt in my spirit to do, but I still walked my walk. Nothing changed. I had my routine. I'd go to church and I would invite, I said, if you want to come with me, you can come with me. And he did. He came yeah, yeah. to We Are One. <laughs> and, yeah, We Are One. And it was insane because Ben would preach on topics that we had talked about that week or the day before or that day. And God was just so clearly drawing him in yeah. directly. And um, God started to give him dreams. Um, and he. There was one day where he told me, you know what? I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to give it a try. It's just pulling at my heart. And I just, it feels like a familiar place. And I, I want to give my life to Christ. And he specifically told me, I want to follow Jesus, not because of you, but because I want to follow <laughs> Jesus. And that was so important to me. Um, you know, can you imagine having a fight? And he's like, mm, I don't care about Jesus anymore. No, you don't yeah. want that. Yeah. He, yeah. So that's so, so powerful. powerful. It's, 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 and it's incredible because we've actually seen this walk. We've seen this unfold. Me and my husband, Ben, we've seen yeah. his walk unfold in front of our eyes because this is how close we are. We get yeah. daily, like not daily, but we get to see each other often. And so, and we actually said this to him a while back at a, a dinner. I don't remember where we were, but um, just the blossoming that Holy mm. Spirit has done in his heart, the transformation that you see in someone, it's evident that God is there. God is working through everything. I want to, I want to head back to the, um, to the viewers right now. And just, you know, if this is something that's on your heart, I know I read a couple of comments that people were like, Oh, I, I'm waiting for my Boaz or I'm praying for my future husband or something like Zena did was told with peace in her heart. Like you were saying like a pillar and as, as a pillar can be strong <laughs> peace in her heart knew that God was saying, don't convert him. That is my job. That yeah. is what God does. And the fact that Victor was able to see the true God in your life. Yeah. And and see not only you talk the talk, but you walk it out as well. You walk the walk. Mm -hmm. That is a testimony in itself to Victor of how good God is. Mm. So it's just amazing. I just want everyone to know that, you know, God is so good. And when you walk out what you're preaching, there is someone that will be touched. There is someone that will be transformed. There is someone that is going to go, hang on a second. Mm -hmm. There's something different about this person. And I want what that person has. So Zena, like that is it's so powerful. It's so powerful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
Yeah, I, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so then, uh, you guys got married, right? Yes. <laughs> We're married. <laughs> this love story had a happy ending. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I want, I want to bring you back on another time as well to, and I wanted actually to bring Victor on as well. I thought that would be really fun oh. to hear from him as well. So guys, you know what? Um, I don't want to go too, too long either. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I'm gonna bring Victor on another time where the two of you can hash it out <laughs> live yeah, how the story sure. went down <laughs> but Absolutely. um before we do and oh yes that's it exactly uh thank you Ben um one little thing after Victor gave his life he wanted to be baptized yes I did. <laughs> we wanted to be baptized and we had the baptism happen. Ben and Chelsea's uh, home in their small bat tub. And this man is like six foot something. <laughs> so he had to scrunch up his legs and like, <laughs> like dunk his head in yeah. first or something. But I mean, guys, like you have water. And you have this place to dunk your body in. It he works. wants to be baptized. We're getting him baptized. We can't just be like, oh, no, sorry. We need to make the programs first. And we need to uh, make sure that the flowers are in the right spot in order for this to happen. Like, no, this is this is real life. This is yeah. what this show's about. It's about talking about how God is moving in our everyday life practically. And at that moment, practically, it was, dude, we're inviting everybody. They're coming over. And we're going to baptize you. In our bathtub. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it was so special. It, it was, was. It was perfect. It was so raw and real and human. And Jesus was in the middle of all of it. And it was so funny because <laughs> when Victor came to Calgary, we were hiking a mountain. We got lost. Sulphur Mountain. We hiked this mountain. It was horrible. But anyways, <laughs> we were singing... Uh, amazing grace and he wasn't a christian at the time uh, but we were both just singing it as we were going up the mountain and i was just thinking what a beautiful song that is um Come on. and when he was baptized um everyone just out of nowhere started singing that song i have a video of it just amazing grace yeah. and it was just such a beautiful moment and um yeah Wow. Yeah. That is so sweet. And and Victor wasn't even a Christian yet and he was singing how amazing God's grace is. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like such a like <laughs> isn't that amazing? <laughs> that was <funny. laughs> but like how <gasps> it's just so powerful. How powerful is that that he's experiencing his grace while singing it out to him it's just i just i'm just so amazed i'm just so amazed and i can't okay i can't wait to have you guys both of you on we're gonna do this another time okay yes let's make <laughs> it happen before we let everybody go because we do have to wrap this up oh yes. my gosh i'm you guys are troopers for staying with me and xena for a whole hour but i mean who wants to go with such a beautiful testimony that is Aww. like <laughs> <laughs> but can you give our listeners our viewers um like what 
do you do mindfully to keep God moving in your life through all of these little pockets of your life, you know, like your, your past of what you've experienced with the abuse and the violence. And then you're, you know, going to, and, you know, just living life in that kind of, in that way. And then, and then getting the job and meeting your Boaz and then how that unfolds. What can you give us as advice to just keep God? center of all of us. Absolutely. Um, I think the most important thing is intimacy with God. It's uh, just to int- intimately know the Lord. Like God wants to intimately know us. And um, it's so important to find that intimacy with the Lord, to find that secret place, to practice finding that secret place, to, to talk to him on a daily basis before work i intentionally put aside 30 minutes in the morning um, to speak to him to talk to him like a friend it, it doesn't have to be religious it's it's a relationship it's real and it should be treated like a real relationship um and um that's that's the thing that has just brought me um from being that girl in the closet you know, afraid and alone to hear today. And no matter where you are, no matter what blessing God unlocks, it's so important to keep that intimacy and to know that all good things come from him. You know, like focus on God and the rest shall be added on to you. It's just so true. But yeah, it's it's been a journey of letting go of idols, letting go of material things and really just honing and focusing on God, on his presence, on talking to him, on cultivating that relationship. Because at the end of the day, you could take my job away, you could take my home, you could take all my relationships away. But as long as I have God, I will be happy. I will be complete. And that's kind of the space that we should all strive to work towards just cultivating and when you seek nearness to god he will come near to you and he'll show you how to get close to him so it's not a performance thing it's um yeah it's not a performance thing it's like a trying to learn a rest in that intimacy with the lord um yeah, finding rest in order to get close to God. It's all about intimacy with him. It's all about intimacy with him. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Zena, for coming on the TikToks with me, Chelsea. <laughs> sharing your story, sharing your testimony, and just sharing with us that how true is it that you've kept the intimacy you and you even said it in your testimony, how you kept intimacy with God first and foremost before yeah. anything else it should be time thank you Chelsea. oh my goodness <laughs> thank you so much for coming on we're gonna say bye to Zena right now i'm gonna come back to you in a bit Soon. Good. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye everyone <laughs> this has been tea talks with chelsea i hope you enjoyed the conversation If you want to hear more ideas on how to apply this in your own life and the real world, subscribe to the podcast. 
You can also leave a rating or review and join us next episode with another powerful woman and what it looks like for them to place God in the center of all relationships.